4: It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Dino Raja, Calvin Murphy, Joey Devine, Louis Dampier, Rock Sensen. Key Casey Jones Ray Ramsey Patreons Colin Dixon. Thank you, Colin Sahar two twenty four. Thank you, Sahar Alan Hutchison Maxwell. Musical guest, Audio Slay, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Divine.
5: Hi, it's me, Joey Divine, your temporary host of the Roundball Rock podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with America's Uncle Dad. Uh, my co-host, my rock, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I, um, I'm gonna say I had a maximum uncle experience last weekend, Joey.
5: Oh, yeah? How so?
2: So I went to a child's birthday party. Okay. Uh, who was actually not related to me, although, uh, two of my nephews were in attendance. Uh, it was a three-year-old's birthday party, uh we we have bonded in the past and uh at, at I got to the party and within 7 minutes of being there um I was having a whale painted on my face by a clown mm-hmm. uh because a 3-year-old told me to sure. that it was her birthday wish uh she had her face painted like a unicorn mm-hmm. and then uh later in the party um I went with my 4-year-old nephew onto the trampoline and then like nine three-year-olds followed, Mm -hmm. and I spent a lot of time um, bouncing on the trampoline and making the children fall and laugh, and then, like, bouncing up onto my feet, Mm -hmm. and I probably did that, like, 15 times in a row, and then the 15th time when I landed, um, my whole leg uh, convulsed in pain, and uh, I I limped for the next five days. Oh, like Time Lord. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, like, time. so I, uh, I, I consulted with a doctor friend today and I described my symptoms and everything that was happening. And uh, this is a, it's a medical doctor, Joey. And he said, it sounds to me like you're 10 years too old to go on a fucking trampoline. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's right. And then he was like, uh, take Advil for a week. You're gonna be fine. So
5: is how is this going to affect your uh your
2: trip my, to Nepal? My trip to Nepal. Uh, I think it's fine. I I had sort of been icing it and worrying and then he was like but you're taking like anti-inflammatories and I was like why would I do that? And then he was like maybe take two Advil today and and now I I I I was convinced until Maybe thirty six hours ago that I had torn my PCL on a trampoline, mm-hmm. and uh, now I realize I am just old, Joey. That's what happened to me. I'm old.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, but big hit. Um,
5: well, with... Sean, while we're oh, telling... also also
2: my nephew sprayed me with a literal sprinkler earlier today before we recorded. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I was gonna say, respect him for it.
5: Speaking of being old, Sean, uh-huh. the other day I ate Mexican food at my favorite Mexican food place, and had heartburn so bad I thought I was actually having a heart attack.
2: <laughs> oh my god!
5: Like literally, I was googling heart attack. Uh, symptoms and I had them.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Cause I
5: also fell asleep on the couch for three hours. So also my back hurt at the same time, <laughs> like my left shoulder blade. And I uh-huh. literally thought I was having a heart attack. Oh all my day. God.
2: That's, um, that's awful. Well, what happened to me right after I moved to LA is um, we went to this neighbor. There was a taco truck that had set up about a 10 minute walk from my house and I would go with my roommates all the time. And I did not grow up eating spicy food, Joey. But I mm. I, I worked at it. Once you
5: don't I got the, love work. spicy food still?
2: Like uh, you? No, but I. You. Yes, you're right. You're right. I I don't like seek it out, and I know my limits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's but, more what I
5: mean. You yeah, know yeah, your yeah. limits. Where I, I am, like, give me the hottest thing you've yeah, got, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you, I'm like, this was a
4: mistake. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but I've like I've like gradually worked myself up to where I'm like no no no, medium salsa. Bring it. You know what I mean? Like like I will eat at a Pakistani restaurant and they know they need to refill my water, but I'm like so white that they just appreciate the effort when I'm when I don't say mild. Like I'm never going to ask for spicy or the hottest. Sure. Um anyway, uh, I moved to LA and immediately uh, started hiccuping when I ate even the mildest mm-hmm. of spicy foods and just humiliated myself at the local taco truck. Um I don't I don't know what happened. I don't feel like it's like overwhelming me, but apparently my body has just decided mm-hmm. no more, no more. Yeah.
5: Um fun Sean, stuff. <laughs> uh Oh, man, I don't want to get too into this, but I have a question for you. You do stand up comedy. I do. I used to do stand up comedy. You did. Um, have you ever had the hiccups while doing stand up comedy?
2: Oh, my God. Um, yes. And actually, I had the last time I was in Los Angeles. This happened to me. uh, I was doing a great show called Rod Stewart Live uh, Mm -hmm. with our good friend Sam Wiles and, Uh uh, uh, I guess show. I guess Zach Pugh also does that show. Yep. Formerly James Austin Johnson, still I think maybe on the flyer. I don't okay, know. Okay, enough enough name dropping. Get yeah, to yeah. The story, <laughs> uh, but I I I went to the show to support, and someone was late, so they let me do a set at the start, and I started getting the hiccups out of nowhere. Like I had been drinking water. I think I ate like a a, a hamburger earlier. Um, And I started hiccuping, and then it made me cough. And while that was happening, um, they hadn't quite figured out the, the connection of the mic. Mm-hmm. So I was like hiccuping and trying not to cough, but also the microphone was independently cutting out. And it honestly just seemed like I was doing a super weird bit. Mm-hmm. And it began the show, and people were like, you haven't been in L.A. in a while. What happened? And it was like, I guess he... Became autistic. Like, that's (laughs) apparently what happened.
5: Uh, Uh, It was still a fun show. One time I uh, was doing (laughs) an open mic at the Brainwash in San Francisco, um, this place where uh, it was the worst open
2: mic in San Francisco, but also the busiest. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like the best in a historical sense. Yes. Yeah. I mean,
5: look, it was a great place to start doing comedy, but like uh if it if, if, really let's just say uh there was no like level of what you were following you could follow dave Chappelle. you also could follow a homeless guy who just came, a houseless man who just came in to uh use the bathroom and decided to sign up for five minutes you it also like, you
2: i you also might get heckled by an unhoused yes, person exactly or, for no real reason um, yeah
5: but also, always a lot of people there, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. And,
5: and I uh, was uh, a heavy drinker at the time, and I drank about nine beers <laughs> in the <laughs> two hours that I had to wait for my set, because I was signed up last. And uh, right as I was going up, I got the hiccups like a cartoon drunk. <laughs> so I was, I was actually drunk and also, like, cartoon drunk now, like... And every time I would go to... They were, like, perfectly timed to fuck up every punchline, too. So it was, like... My timing was off by, like... 0.3 0.3 seconds cuz i had to hiccup like oh, a bubble and a bubble would come out and it was the uh-huh. most frustrating thing i've ever And then like like a soap
2: bubble came yeah, out exactly. comically yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
5: then i looked at someone in the audience and they turned into a, a roast chicken cuz i was oh, so hungry yeah, and yeah. then in the alleyway a cat put a fish in its mouth and then just pulled the bones out and then started <laughs> Playing the xylophone on the bones. Yeah, it uh, was exactly like that.
2: I mean, the brainwash was a magical place, Joey. <laughs> um, Where else could you do your laundry, watch terrible comedy, and somehow have access and, to a full bar with a liquor license? And, and like, and put pinball. Uh, yeah, like, and,
5: like, eat a actually delicious burger. All right. Yeah, um, yeah. The,
2: <laughs> anyway, the, I'm sure that place is uh, some very expensive condos, condos yeah. that are, like, Two
7: thirds full, maybe.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's Air, It's a block of Airbnbs yep. and Bitcoin mining. Uh, now, yeah. um, all right, uh, we got to talk about basketball because we haven't <laughs> talked about basketball in three episodes. We've talked a lot about celebrities. Speaking of, uh, it's
2: funny that we we actually had two episodes where we were banned from listing anyone who was a basketball player, yep. despite yeah.
5: Uh, what we should say. Is uh, vote for the final four. You've got two more days at Round roundrockpod on twitter.com. Mm-hmm. It's Hoda Kotb versus Nancy Grace, uh, on one side of the bracket, on the Roth side of the bracket, and on the Lieb side of the bracket, it's um, Tony Soprano versus Dr. Conrad Murray, uh, the man who killed Michael Jackson.
2: Um, I will tell you this it's anyone's game, and it's age.
5: very close, yeah. They're uh, they're all very close right now. Um,
2: yeah, there's a bigger lead in one, but honestly, uh, it it could. Sw- it, and it's anyone's good, game. It's yeah, anyone's uh, game.
5: Yeah. yeah. And um, also, watch out at Round Rock Pod on Twitter for uh, to vote for your finalists in four days. <laughs> um, yes. All right. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Round Pod is where you can uh, listen to our bonus episodes. Sean, we had Ben, uh, our friend Ben Kalina, talk about the March Madness uh, mascots.
2: Yeah, he was um, really good. I thought.
5: <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, ben is very, very funny, um, and we'll have some more bonus content uh, soon. Um, yeah,
2: he's Ben Kalina. Ever. Um, yeah, I have. Um, they're not. They're not up yet, but uh, two, two pending episodes of. Uh, <laughs> the the Steph Curry dating show oh, uh, recap, and uh, we also have uh, we have one or two book clubs pending uh, with uh, Kelly mm-hmm. Dwyer and uh, Corbin A Smith, so those will be really fun. I and think.
5: we'll have our friends Aaron Dewey Lennox and Billy Wayne Davis, I think. Talking about yeah, I think we're gonna have a bas- ma- the college basketball final because they're a married couple, one who roots for Duke, one who roots for North Carolina. Yeah, and the
2: best <laughs> the best thing is that one of them attended one of those schools, the other one did not. It did it random. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
5: um... <laughs> uh yeah that's patreon.com slash roundrockpod buy our t-shirts at the t-shirt link in the description we have a new t-shirt coming uh, we swear we've been teasing it a lot i swear to god we have one coming um uh it's a demonist sub- uh, yeah you'll see it it's uh he's got devil horns it's very good um and uh is there anything else oh five star reviews on itunes we haven't gotten an itunes review in a while why don't you give us five stars and tell us we're doing a good job uh and if you want to give us less than five stars, don't, because it's against the law.
2: <laughs> yeah, they'll take away your, your Apple device yeah, yeah, if you do that. Yeah, you're no
5: longer allowed to. Um, Sean, we have a phone call.
2: Okay, great.
1: Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertitta, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for movie times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right. You two can leave a message for Sean and Joey. Just dial three two three six eight two zero three four two. Once again that number is three two three six eight two zero three four two. Please give me a call. Being a robot is a solitary road.
5: That's right. You can call us on the phone. We love getting calls from our readers. Uh, call us on the phone, because he says it so fast, the robot says it so fast, at 323 68203 We've tried to figure out if that says anything, and it does not. All right. Yeah, nothing. Um, nothing. Uh, Sean, we have a call from a listener, at least yeah. I assume it's a listener. We don't, this person did not leave a name,
7: mm-hmm.
5: did not tell us if they like the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Also if you call tell us uh, who you are. We want to hear we want to hear that part.
2: Um, yeah, and we we will not we will not dignify car, uh, calls that are just telling us about our car's extended warranty mm-hmm. uh, expiring. We we have enough of those. All right.
5: Um <laughs> so let's hear this call. Hey guys, um
7: I I assume you're enjoying the uh collapse of the Utah Jazz as much as I am. Um and obviously the correct answer to who should you root for between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert is, um, uh, you know, neither of them. But <laughs> if you had to pick who, who would you pick? Who, who's, who's less reprehensible on that team, uh, between the two of them. Thanks. Sean,
5: this is a good son situation. <laughs> uh, you're holding in your two hands, Your blood son, Donovan Mitchell, and Uh your adopted nephew, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Which one do you let go of so you can pull them up off the cliff?
2: (laughs) I mean, look, can I kind of say for the record that Rudy Gobert is the worst Mm -hmm. and pretty much loses against almost any player in the NBA here? But at the same time, there is something about Donovan Mitchell Um. I think... Okay, so the rookie definition sweatshirt still rankles mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And the Black Panther mask... Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that was... Yeah, that's, no,
5: he's that's, Spider-Man.
2: He's Spider-Man. Victor, so, Victor Depot is the, the Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. The Spider-Man is... <laughs> he's just not like a Spider-Man. hmm I just... I don't know, man. Like, that... <laughs> It just, like, I, I just, it's like he makes terrible choices
5: mm-hmm. all
2: the time. Um, that being said, I do feel like some of the worst aspects of Donovan Mitchell are situational. Mm-hmm. And that there is a weird thirstiness for acceptance among Utah Jazz fans.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um... I'm not, I'm not talking about individual fans because it's bigger than that. It's like, it's like the state, it's the city, it's the organization where you're like swept up in it. And there's so many great people who follow the jazz and write about the jazz. And I feel like Donovan Mitchell, it's like that the fans cared so much about Rookie of the Year that he was forced to do it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Rudy Gobert would be terrible anywhere. Like, there's not a city where whatever his thing is would be acceptable, I don't think. Like, maybe he should try to steer himself to, like, maybe San Diego. Uh, Like, well, not San Diego. I mean, like, San Antonio. If San Diego had a team, that would be good. I think he could maybe be a fan Seattle if he had a team. (laughs) But, like, I just don't think that flies anywhere. I think you got to. I think you've got a root for Donovan Mitchell.
5: This is difficult for me here. Yeah. Because, as you know, dunks are my favorite thing. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell does cool dunks. Yes. And Rudy Gobert dunks a lot, but they're yeah. not cool dunks. I actually disagree with you, uh, like, the thesis of your statement. Uh-huh. I think Rudy Gobert's attitude.
2: Oh, okay.
5: Um, because Rudy Gobert is the number one, like, coddled, I'm crying because I didn't get in the All-Star Game trophy guy. They had to invent, like, they had to invent a, uh, uh, a stat so I seem really cool guy. Yeah, that's,
2: you know what, that's a good point, because there's, there's a different player who I think is the king of invented awards. Mm -hmm. But actually, invented statistics is worse.
5: But I think that is all just from the jazz fans, (laughs) permeating him from uh, being a uh, later-drafted big man. And if he was in any other city, he would just be French Stephen Adams.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you
5: know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he'd be, like... I mean, he'd be better, obviously, than Steven Adams or Clint Capella. But he'd just be like that guy. would be like, you know, that guy is really good... And it would just be like, oh, I'm just kind of a quirky guy who listens to Joe Rogan, which is reprehensible, obviously, but like
2: But I mean, like, he's he's pretty weird though, because he's into like crystals and he's not really friends with anybody, but in a way it's kind of admirable that he's not friends with anybody. You know right, what I
5: mean? Right, where to me, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell feels his personality to me feels less jazz controlled and more Bradley Beal esque.
2: Ooh, that's a yeah. I hear what you're saying, and okay, well, okay. Well, let me ask it, Let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. I know, I know. This question is just about rooting, but um, who would you rather trade for?
5: Oh, Rudy Gobert.
2: Yeah, and it's like I, 100%. Even though I think
5: Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is obviously the better player. Like, Donovan Mitchell, I was explaining to you via text message how difficult this season has been for me in particular because all of my least favorite players have turned out to be actually good this year. It's like Carl <laughs> oh, yeah, the, Anthony the Mount Towns, Rushmore. Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell. Like, all of those people are, like, top 20 NBA players now instead of, like, <laughs> people i can laugh at um but i would rather to me like as a golden state warrior fan a fan of another team who is just uh sunk to the bottom here <laughs> uh <laughs> i was taunting our friend greg from the uh uh Unstoppables pod unspeakables unspeakables podcast and uh the Br- the brigham young money podcast of course yeah, yeah. um uh, I was taunting him today with Andrew Wiggins and James Wiseman trades for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> and uh, that would work, right? I think Rudy Gobert could fit into uh, any team that has like um, normal perimeter defense where like Donovan Mitchell, you're like, it's like a Dame situation, right? Where it's like, you're trading for a guy who's gonna touch the ball 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um well, and is and yeah. kind
2: of terrible on defense.
5: Right, exactly. Well, because he's small.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not his fault yeah. that he's six feet tall, but, but still me, six feet like, tall. Rudy Gobert easily
5: could be the third best player on a championship team. Um, I don't know if Donovan Mitchell at this point could be the best player on a championship team. And if you're trading for Donovan Mitchell, he's got to be your best player, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think there's a fundamental, I think that Rudy Gobert is probably more personally dislikable, but But maybe in an NBA sense, I hear what you're saying.
5: But also, like, I don't know, there's a, there's a long list of centers who, to their teammates, hated.
2: Well, and also the championship. <laughs> here's here's the other thing. Rudy Gobert went from France to Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. What's Donovan Mitchell's excuse?
5: <laughs> so I don't know who to root for, but if I if I'm picking a side, I guess I'm picking Goberts just because, even though Gobert is everything I hate about basketball.
2: Well, in like, kind of the world, too, but, yeah. It's
5: just, like, I feel like Rudy Gobert gets, like, sort of a... For a man who, like, has spent his entire career demanding credit for stuff, it feels like he's gotten all the credit for the jazz being bad, and I don't think that's
2: true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like, especially <laughs> in that Clipper series. Now, look, Donovan Mitchell was hurt, but, uh... Wasn't he on the floor this week when Utah blew another Mm -hmm. 25-point lead to the Clippers?
5: Like, that's the thing, right? It's like, (laughs) Rudy Gobert is a top 10 defense if you have average defensive players around him, and there's Uh none. Like, I love Boyan Bogdanovich, but like... And there was a time where he was like a pretty good defender, but now he's like an old uncle man out there walking around, <laughs> letting guys just go by him. Same with Mike Conley. <laughs> like, uh,
2: yeah. And actually Gobert's probably going to be the scapegoat again.
5: He's absolutely, they're going to trade him. You're, he's you're absolutely talking, you're the one talking
2: me train. into it, dude. Ugh.
5: I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: I, I guess Rudy Gobert is less reprehensible. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> jesus christ well thank you for a great question but also fuck you for making (laughs) me say that
5: um sean while we're taking some uh questions we've got some more listener questions here
1: this is round ball rock reader mail communications from listeners why do we call it reader mail it is confusing for robots
5: all right, our friend Beeps. Oh, all of these questions are taken either from our Twitter at Pod or from our Discord, which is available if you sign up for, uh, at patreon.com slash Pod. All right, our friend Beeps asks, the last person I remember mentioning a city's franchise is competing for championships, had a cameo in the Reggie Miller 30 for 30. He also has questionable business ties, which led to concerns about integrity in his field. And he also was a media darling who the public is more skeptical of now. Is LeBron James the Rudy Giuliani of the NBA? Oh, boy. I would say he is in that, um, if he's wearing that hair he had in Space Jam, uh, the dye would come down with the sweat, like Rudy <laughs> Giuliani. Um, well,
2: also, he's, uh, he's trying to get his son to follow in his footsteps in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Andrews running for I think governor <laughs> right now. Yeah. I,
5: I would say no. That's not fair to LeBron.
2: It's a little unfair. LeBron is not as also Rudy Giuliani is like the king of the cops. Mm-hmm. And LeBron James is many things, but he is he is not a cop. He is a narc. He's yeah. an informant, <laughs> but he's not actually a member of the police force. So I would I would say regretfully. No. He's more of like a Newt Gingrich figure, I would say. I like, think like that kind of I like fake that's... intellectual, has a lot of stands, but then like things are like a little flimsier when you when you look a little mm. closer. And uh, you know, oh, but the other thing I would say that that makes LeBron like Rudy Giuliani is uh constantly getting divorced. From his teams.
5: Oh, I was saying, oh, LeBron's with his wife, dude. He's a player, didn't you see that? Uh, <laughs> didn't you see that uh, Instagram?
2: Um, also, I but I do think that like the way Rudy Giuliani acts at a restaurant is like the way LeBron James acts at a restaurant when he's filming it for Instagram.
5: I I think even Newt Gingrich is unfair because that like assumes Newt Green- Gingrich had like. Oh, more Power of a prime. That wasn't yeah. overstated, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I,
2: like, I guess Rudy Giuliani definitely has, like, accomplished a lot more in his life than Newt Gingrich has.
5: I mean, I don't want to defend either
2: of those people. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Rudy Giuliani, like, put mobsters in prison. I'm I not mean, even talking about his mayoral record, which is bullshit, but, uh, yeah.
5: I would even argue that putting those mobsters in prison was bullshit, but anyway, um... <laughs> I think LeBron is more like, I, I hate to use a non-fictional uh, fic, uh, person here, but like <laughs> LeBron is like the Al Swearengen of the NBA from Deadwood. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, he's got like, he's chosen these allies, and uh, some of them are not great.
5: Yeah, and it's like...
2: He's sort of trying to manage... <laughs>
5: You like think, he's, and he gets less. He's gotten less cool as the seasons have gone on. You yeah, know what I mean, like he's like,
2: <laughs> ma- yeah, he was very fearsome, and then like suddenly he's like vulnerable, and he uh-huh. doesn't know how to deal with it, and he's also trying to like, he's trying to like run the saloon but also manage the talent Mm -hmm. of the saloon (laughs) and you know i do think he has a good heart but he can't help like kind of exploding at people and i don't really see al swearing like shaking hands at the end of a playoff game Mm -hmm. either yeah yeah
5: um and I think that means, unfortunately, Sean, that makes uh-huh. Katie and the, the Steph Curry Warriors, uh, the Pinkertons?
2: All right, um. Wait, well, I mean, they could, they could just be the Marshal. Uh,
5: all right, Sean, our friend El Hafnero, he saw that Paul Pierce was wearing an all-over-print hoodie sweatshirt featuring the Grinch. And asks, what NBA player would the Grinch wear on his hoodie?
2: I would I would like to invite our friend John Wilms or even our friend Corbin A. Smith to leave us a voicemail with their thoughts on uh, the Grinch. Those are the greatest Grinch experts I know. Um, I think, here's what I'm going to say. I think Paul Pierce is stealing Grinch valor. I th-
7: from who? I think he's
2: from the Grinch. <laughs> He's not a—he's not a Grinch. The Grinch like accomplished things. <laughs> the Grinch stole all the toys from Whoville. All he had was a dog named Max dressed as a reindeer. Paul Pierce is essentially—he should wear an all-over print with like Max the dog on it. Are you saying because Kevin, Kevin Kevin Garnett? is much more of a Grinch than Paul Pierce is. Are you,
5: well, are you saying that uh, the Grinch wouldn't call ball game at the end of a playoff series, that he hits a game winner against the Raptors that one time, the one cool thing Paul Pierce did in his entire career? Here's,
2: here is one thing I'll say after that. I do think that Paul Pierce might have an enlarged heart, just like the Grinch.
5: Um, do you think that Paul Pierce... I mean, the, to be fair, the Grinch sort of does have divorced guy energy, and Paul he's, Pierce has the ultimate divorced oh, guy. Oh, he's
2: energy. one of the most divorced guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I could, I could see a corporation letting the Grinch go because of some like. Off the broadcast activities, mm-hmm. I don't think the Grinch would prepare a lot. Now, again, the
5: Grinch would own a hookah lounge too. Of all the Seuss characters, <laughs> the Grinch is most o- oh yeah, to own I could
2: see lounge. him like. Couldn't you see the Grinch like polishing a glass with a rag mm-hmm. too much <laughs> back there, like really resentful of the smokers, uh-huh. and they're like they're getting wasted and they're doing a bahu door. he's just like. They're going to yelp about this, aren't these goddamn who's? Yeah, I can see that. I guess I guess it's true. Um,
5: but you're dancing around the question. I'm here. dancing around the question. If the, the Grinch question. was wearing an all-over-print hoodie of an NBA player, who would be on that hoodie?
2: Okay, because the Grinch is tough.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: The Grinch, The Grinch is pretty effective. But mainly, the Grinch is very serious. He hates joy... And he hates frivolity, and it's very easy. Like in baseball, it, the Grinch would wear a an Oliver hoodie with a print of former Atlanta Braves catcher Brian McCann. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, the the sheriff, the head of the the fun police, basically. So in the NBA, who who like. Look, there's there's joyless players in the NBA, but we need someone who's, like, legitimately anti-joy.
5: It's—this is so easy, dude. It's Chris Paul. Like, <laughs> and Chris Paul's <laughs> the young sons have made his heart grow two <laughs> sizes. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I was trying to think of who—what players, like, have freaked out at somebody dunking at the end of a game.
5: I mean, Chris Paul...
2: It's Chris Paul. Chris Paul is the, the Grinchiest.
5: Yeah, he wouldn't
6: it's
2: go to the chapel Chris
5: with the Warriors or whatever in that season, and then it made them beat them beat them by 30 the rest of his career.
6: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, all
5: right. Uh, Lou asks, which team will be the first to have a crypto-inspired secondary mascot?
2: Jesus Christ. I mean, it feels like... This is easy, it, it. Almost has to be the Warriors, right? No, it's the Kings, dude. It's the oh Kings. god. Oh right. Oh right. It's yes, De'Aaron Fox, and um, I think I think the Kings simultaneously have the owner most likely to run a shady NFT like pyramid scheme and to be tricked by one.
5: I mean, part of the just
2: did point... someone did someone steal like ten million dollars yes. from Vivek? <laughs>
5: Part of the selling point of the King's new arena, like, five years ago, was that it mined Bitcoin when it was off.
2: Remember? Well, and also they (laughs) added an arena mascot, which makes no goddamn sense. Mm -hmm. They already had Slams and the Lion, my personal friend. And they added this weird golden retriever. So absolutely... They have no respect for the sanctity of Fox. mascots. Yes, yeah, yeah. Swipe at the Fox would be the mascot. <laughs> I think it would almost be like Ziggy the Ziggurat, named uh-uh. after that weird building in West Sacramento that I'm obsessed with. And mm-hmm. every time I bring it up at the Sacramento punchline, people are like, wait, that's what, that's what that building is called? I'm like, it's a ziggurat. It was a vanity project. It houses a very boring state government office. Okay. Alright, all right, Sean. John L
5: wants to know, in light of Brett Brown suggesting Pop make an Pop, Greg Popovich make an NFT, which come on, Brett Brown, go back on vacation. Which NBA coach is most likely to own one of those apes or penguins or other dumb animal NFTs?
2: Um see. I haven't – the only reason I would say Eric Spolstra is because I just believe that the Heat are the masters of um, –
5: Money laundering?
2: Yeah, and <laughs> that's not that's not really what this question is asking. You know what I mean? Right.
5: Uh, uh, this one is easy to me, too. First off, uh, the number one candidate is out of the league, unfortunately, but Luke Walton definitely <laughs> owns an NFT. Um
2: Oh, do you think he has it on his phone and, like, shows it to women in bars? hmm I think so, too.
5: Um, but...
2: Well, I also think that Nate Bjorkson is, like, that's how he thinks he's coming it's, it's back. Bjorking. But he has, like, he has, oh. like, an NFT that everybody hates.
5: <laughs> uh, it's either Steve Kerr or Doc Rivers.
2: I think it's Steve Nash.
5: Oh, yeah. Also a good
2: one. Uh... Doc Rivers would do it and be tricked.
5: No, I'll tell you why it's Doc Rivers. I think Austin <laughs> gave it to him, and he's like, I don't even know what this is.
2: <laughs> it's like a Father's like, Day gift that like Austin really caring about.
5: Yes, exactly. He's already
2: <laughs> forgotten the password to his wallet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's actually going to be really valuable, and Austin's going to be like, you got to sell that ape, Dad. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, get out of here! He's like, he like showed it for
5: a reason. <laughs> he showed it to his friends on the golf course one time, and now he doesn't know how to get back to yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's forgotten. Uh, <laughs> it.
2: Even though his password for everything is "I hate Austin," mm-hmm, yeah.
5: <laughs> um, but yeah, you're probably right. It's probably Steve Nash. It
2: probably uh, is Steve Nash, yeah. sadly enough. But yeah, <laughs> I definitely don't think Jason Kidd has the capability to to just even understand an NFT. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh a gurgling cod asked us on Twitter uh if a live broadcast of you having sexual interco- intercourse could guarantee world peace who do you want uh calling the play-by-play
2: I mean I know the pl- I know the play-by-play I don't have an analyst in mind mm-hmm. I want Kevin Harlan
5: Yeah he did he did call that a he is the number one meme
2: one right well, I know he. Well, I just, I just think he adds so much to any telecast. I'm a big fan. He did call two NFL games simultaneously at the end of the season in mm-hmm. 2020. Um, I, I just, I just think he, he has like just the right amount of restraint. And uh, you know, if I was faltering, I feel like he'd really get me. And also, I mean, if you're finishing, and Kevin Harlan goes. Right between the eyes. Oof. Come
6: on. Uh,
5: I'm we going. A, it, I'm, me, I'm going a different way with this. Uh, I'm going Steve Karnacki. Um I want him standing in the corner, pointing at uh, my bed like a map,
2: uh-huh. uh, like
5: the electoral map. Oh, and he's about like pointing what, at
2: like erogenous zones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like,
5: well, how what percentage I've spent where? Um... <laughs> Um, sorry to not go sports with that one, but the strongest man in Chicago, Patrick Cosmos, asks, which NBA podcaster ad read is the most believable to you? He thinks it's the Zach Lowe and Super
2: I mean, I do think there was a, the thing is, Zach Lowe is like too rich. Mm -hmm. I think,
0: knowing knowing that Zach Lowe
2: was like a really good water polo player growing up. And then a crime reporter, I just think he was always a little bit, look, like he's had some weird haircuts, but I think it's out of ambition, not cheapness. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think he cares. I just think his baseline is a little higher.
5: Um, I guess it's a pretty bad haircut. It looks like a supercuts haircut. <laughs> He talks about one beer. I th- I don't know. I'm not with you there. I think I'm with Patrick. It's a good one. It's not my answer.
7: But... Well, I
2: mean, I mean, I feel like I believe every single thing that Brian Windhorst endorses. <laughs> so that's not fair. I don't actually think he goes to Red Robin, though. No. Um, I would say, and this is a weird one. I think Bill Simmons has a simply safe security system in like all 12 (laughs) of his Los Angeles houses because he's worried about he's worried about aggregators. Uh, He wants to make sure he's, uh, you know, has a camera keeping his eye on his son Ben's activities. And I think I think he's worried that eventually cousin Sal is going to snap at him cheating on Guess the Lines every week. And so yeah, I think I think it's Bill for simply safe. I think he said it so much that he's convinced himself.
5: Um I also think it's a Bill Simmons ad read, but it's not simply safe. I looked for like an hour for this ad read. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago, he did an ad read, an ad read for something called uh Mayo Chip which oh, was a combination yes. <laughs> of Ketchup and Mayo and Cranch, which was a combination of Ketchup and Ranch.
2: Which are both Mr. Show sketches mm-hmm. that did get off the ground. And
5: yet. he did he did an incredible ad read for it. <laughs> and that is absolutely a product he endorsed. Um Cranch. Cranch, yeah. And Mayo Chip. Um but because you brought up Round Robin, Sean, we got to take a break for our sponsor.
7: Oh, you're um, right. Here we go. Are you ready
3: to meet the all-star lineup for the Bacon Bash at Red Robin?
7: Ready to meet the all-star lineup for the Bacon Bash at Red Robin?
3: The spotlight is definitely on the Bacon Jam and Burger...
7: The spotlight is definitely on the bacon jam and burger.
3: (laughs) With savory sweet bacon jam and hardwood smoked bacon.
7: With savory sweet bacon jam and hardwood smoked bacon.
3: But don't sleep on the bacon jam and wings.
7: (laughs) But don't sleep on the bacon jam and wings. Tossed with bacon jam and barbecue sauce. Tossed in bacon jam and barbecue sauce and topped
3: with bacon crumbles. You have to be kidding me.
7: Top with bacon crumbles. And everyone is raving about the sweet
3: action of the caramel and cookie crumb shake.
7: And everyone is raving about the sweet action of the caramel and cookie crumb shake. Topped with candied bacon. You got it. Topped with candied bacon. Who doesn't love bacon?
3: Bacon. You got it.
7: Well, <laughs> check bacon out the jam, menu, burger, bacon find a restaurant near you, or, or place, in shake, order to go, or bacon. Bacon. place an order
3: to go, or get delivery. Learn more, place an order, or find robin a red robin near you at redrobin.com.
2: Right. Uh, I think Wendy's more horrified by the bacon ad. Absolutely. Read. Uh, can I can I say one more thing about podcast ad reads? Yeah, of course. Listening, I listen to uh, the Athletics Football Show, especially
5: because this week we don't have to do one. So yes, yeah, you're please
2: right. You're right. Say,
7: say, uh, <laughs> speak freely. <laughs> uh,
2: the Athletic Football Show with uh, Robert Mays. I really enjoy it. I think it's really good, and the ads bum me out so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel so bad. For how much Robert Mays sells it so hard. But when he starts talking about being Roman ready in the bedroom, I'm just like, I just. I wish they like paid you more or something. Like, they I wish play, you didn't have to do that.
5: They should just play Dave Dufour's ad reads for all of the athletic podcasts because he's the best
2: one at doing them. I would um, never believe that Dave Dufour was impotent.
5: Yeah, but he's so good at reading them.
2: You know? um, I know. I just – just, come he on, He likes man.
5: reading them. I was actually talking to him about that ad read earlier this week. He was uh, like, yeah, I like doing that one. The copy's I- good.
2: Yeah also you realize you realize sometimes that like sometimes the the ad reads make you think like maybe I shouldn't be listening to this podcast maybe I should be listening <laughs> to an audiobook because the football show specifically is like boner pills therapy yeah. vitamins because like you don't eat real food and then like you have a gambling problem.
5: The one that bums me out is when I listen to Warriors All 82 and they make Marcus Thompson do the one for Grammarly. That's like, <laughs> it's a guy who spent his whole life being a reporter writing, talking about a thing that like, this writes for you. Like you don't even need to do the writing. <laughs> um, um, all right, uh, let's go to the news.
1: This is round ball rock news, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process.
5: Uh, All right, Sean, what's our first story?
2: Uh, I wanted to talk about just kind of revisiting something uh, we talked about before. The Boston Celtics, Joey, are back. They are back. I... I am sorry. I When we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I did not believe in the Boston Celtics. They're great. They have won 24 out of 28 games. And this week, they moved into the top seed in the Eastern Conference. So I feel uh, very good about them.
5: Sean, uh, did you learn? do you know about Rob Williams' monisticus, though?
2: I don't even know who Robert Williams is. Time Lord? Oh,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. The best defensive center. He's out a month.
2: Oh, well, I mean, it's just a... Torn meniscus that can't last too long. That's I mean, James you and I Weisman are fans means. of James Wiseman, yeah, Right? James who J- uh,
5: oh, Triple J? Boy. I think I actually believe oh, he'll be back though. I I kind of want to pick the Celtics to win the East, but we'll talk about that
2: later. Well, I've, I've I've changed my mind on that one as well, but uh, yeah, you know what, get well soon, Robert Williams. You you're you do you rule, dude. But we will, we will get to another factor that makes me not believe in the Boston Celtics a little bit later.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, well, You know what? Let's do that stuff. Let's talk Let's about... Let's just jump There's ahead. been yeah. a lot of shitty seating problems, Sean. Uh, the Warriors and the Jazz are in free fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers have fallen completely out of the play-in game. Um, and the Mavericks are the three... Um, how do you feel about what's been going on
2: here, Sean? Okay, so um, I, I looked it up, and in 2022, the Dallas Mavericks are 31 and 11. Mm-hmm. That's a winning percentage of pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. It's about, they're winning about three quarters of their games, as uh-huh. you can tell from that. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty, simple, and yeah. pretty simple <laughs> ratio there. Uh, here's my question Is Jason Kidd. The coach of the year. Absolutely not. Wait, wait, Jamie, I mean, come on. He's got this team playing amazing. Okay, here's a question, Joey. What if we're at the NBA Awards banquet uh-huh. hosted by Chris Rock and Will Smith and he spills a drink and the actual coach of the year slips, becomes unconscious, goes into a coma. Does he win then? No. <laughs> where Where is he in your coach of the year balloting? Well, is he in the top 5? I think he's in the top 5, Joey. I think Joey. he
5: might be in the top 5. Yeah, that's right. I got Taylor Jenkins one.
2: I I think that's the correct choice.
5: I got Spolster 2.
2: Yeah, that's pretty good too.
5: Um, I got Adoka three.
2: Okay. I I'd, I'd have Monty Williams ahead. Oh,
5: of sorry. I'd Monty well. Williams 3. No, I'm Monty Williams 2, actually. Okay. Wait, did Monty win it last year? Give Monty Williams Coach of the Year. That's my coach of the year, is Monty Williams. So Monty Williams. Okay. <laughs> the other guys I said. Um, here's the thing. Here's why I kind of don't think Jason Kidd is Coach of the Year. Uh I think Chris Porzingis is just so uh such a a bad vibes bad dude bad basketball player that just getting him out of there is actually what did this i don't think anything jason kidd did had any bearing on this whatsoever
2: uh joey who was the coach of the year last year do you remember it was not monty Williams.
5: no (sighs) we who was the number one seed last year oh was it tibbs Tibbs it was tibbs baby
2: tom thibodeau for the (laughs) second time 10 years apart
5: Um. Let's talk okay. about the Warriors' free fall. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean. Okay.
2: So Steph Curry went down in that Celtics game. They lost that game. They lost six of their but seven we need games. To be honest that. here,
5: even the three weeks before that were
2: horrible. Like, no, they weren't great. I'm just, I'm since just saying. The All
5: Star break, the Warriors have just uh, been terrible.
2: Yeah, I just I just picked the least flattering section Uh, because they are they are one in seven in their last eight games. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, they have been bad since the All-Star break, but they did have a stretch like. You know, in January and February where they won nine games in a row, it seemed fake. And then they Uh lost five games in a row in March. Mm -hmm. They won four in a row. So, yeah, so they, they've lost seven of their last eight games. They did win the four games leading into that, so they've been very streaky. Uh-huh. But at this point, we have... um, uh, At this point, everybody's actually back. Mm-hmm. And last Well, not night, Steph Curry. Well, yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> but Steph and uh-huh. James Wiseman, who was never there,
0: uh-huh. are
2: all back. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And so they they had just a terrible road trip, which mm-hmm. um, really bad. They look like got, a they team got, that
5: could not win. I they are. They I don't think they uh, they are not contenders anymore.
2: They That's had a I'm terrible saying. loss to San Antonio at home before this road trip. I would say the Orlando loss to start the road trip was a terrible loss. Uh, and then weirdly, I don't know why I'm feeling better about games they got torched in rather than games against mediocre teams that they lost. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, did, they did lead the best team in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. with 35 seconds to go in last night's game before falling to them. Mm-hmm. Joey, if, you, if you're ranking the teams in the Western Conference just now, not even based on record, just like how you feel about them in the playoffs, where do the Warriors actually rank?
5: I don't think they could beat them. I I'm, I'm hoping Well, here here's somehow- what I'm
2: saying. Okay. They get they get I'm going to say sorry. This is this is the key thing. Say they get an 80% Steph Curry back for the first round.
5: I, I they're not a contender if he's just 80%.
2: Yeah. But uh, I like, mean, can they win a round?
5: It depends on who they're playing. I don't think they can beat Dallas. Dallas is, like, they have no answers for Luka Doncic every time they've played Luka Doncic this year.
2: Well, uh, what about a guy named Andre Iguodala, yeah, Joey? we?
5: it's bad. They're playing him too much. Uh, and they, he's. it's made Steve Kerr bench Kaminga instead of Bialyza.
2: But Kaminga's been terrible recently.
5: I understand, but still.
2: But Andre's been good in his life in, well, his, back in, in his one games, game His two games
5: uh in one of those games they lost by like 35 um mean, yeah, maybe he was he was he was good look there's a there's a big elephant in the room with the golden state warriors that no mm-hmm. one really wants to talk about and uh it's clay thompson uh who Shoots them out of games pretty consistently when he's not on and also uh, makes really, really dumb fouls in the last, like, minute of a game.
2: That's happened only three times in the past two weeks, Joey. Uh-huh. That doesn't yeah. seem like such a big deal. Just <laughs> just game-wrecking fouls. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, um, well, here, here's my question. Okay. Again, assuming Steph Curry is back and playing, they... if Steph Curry
5: is Steph Curry and Draymond Green is
2: Draymond Green, well, I'm, they... I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even asking that. But but just Steph Curry's back. Mm-hmm. He's playing on the team. Sure. You can't pull Jordan Poole out of the starting lineup no, at this point. Absolutely. Draymond not. Green is going to be starting. Uh huh. I think Kevon Looney's going to be starting.
5: It depends Dr- on the series. I think.
2: But but, yeah. but okay, but assuming they're playing a real center, like say they're playing the Utah Jazz, they're they're presumptive well, opponent right they're now.
5: They're not playing Kevin Luna.
2: Well, I think they're still starting him. I don't
5: but know. okay, you here's to
2: go. You got, okay, you gotta go. Okay, Cliff is not. I don't even want to talk about yeah, this yeah. part. All I'm saying is, I don't think that you are starting Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson. Yes. So which one do you think they're going to start?
5: It's gotta be clear, like, because Andrew Wiggins is just like I understand Wolves fans completely now. Mm-hmm. It's like he's not even a basketball player.
2: But I still, I still kind of think that it makes like I feel like it would break Andrew Wiggins more psychologically to go to the bench, whereas. Clay Thompson, you could have a more reasonable conversation, whereas Andrew Wiggins is more of just, like, a blank slate, and then he maybe, like, goes home and cries. I just think,
5: at least with Clay Thompson, as long as someone is yelling at him to stop shooting when the shots aren't going in...
2: Well, that's... Yeah.
5: You have to... You have to guard him. They don't have to guard Andrew Wiggins. Teams just don't guard Andrew Wiggins anymore.
2: Yeah. Although I do think I do think that with Draymond back, he does seem to be remembering that he's supposed to cut to the basket and stuff. Mm-hmm. He he did he did play well last night. Um,
5: They're both terrible. The Warriors are a terrible basketball team right I, now. I, I, I hate I watching just, them. That's so Jordan Poole rocks. But like,
2: I, I, I am, I am much less worried than you just because I think, I think Clay Thompson is shooting a lot and I think he is making bad decisions, but I think the Warriors are encouraging him to shoot a lot because he didn't play basketball for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And I know it's close to the end of the season, but I just have faith in him when like, okay, So Clay Thompson was shooting a lot in the past. In all the Curry free games, he has been shooting a lot. Mm -hmm. And the question to me is, who was he really taking shots away from? Because if it's like Andrew Wiggins and Otto Porter...
5: But Sean, that's there were fine. a ton of games when Steph Curry was playing, where
2: he was right, still taking twenty-three but I, shots. I just, I just think the Warriors don't care that much about the regular season. I
5: understand that, but like, well, now they're going to have to play Phoenix in the second round. Like, congratulations on not caring. Like,
2: I know, but like, but like, I, I just think that when you have a guy that's out for two months and another guy that was out. For two and a half years and you can't get the number one seed anymore like
5: i think they are not a contender anymore i would cause... rather
2: play men i think they have a better shot against phoenix than against memphis honestly
5: i mean maybe they match up better the luckiest thing that could happen is they need utah to hold on they need like, a
2: four or five against utah
5: it because if it's that, if that's the nuggets it's Rough sailing like they they probably will beat the Nuggets, but it'll be seven games. I don't think it'll be seven games if it's the Jazz, if Curry and Draymond are fine. Yeah. Um, But there I they cannot win the championship anymore. That's my take.
2: Right. I, don't, I don't I don't think this. that's but I don't I don't really think they could have won the championship to begin with. Um.
5: Anyway, the Lakers, Sean. Well, here's
2: here's okay. one other question. Yeah, Joey. Why hasn't Steve Kerr? Tweeted about Will Smith's Oscar slap yet? Uh, Doesn't that feel like it's in it his does, wheelhouse? It
5: does seem like something.
2: It's like the team, the thing that the Warriors' decline has really saved us from mm-hmm. is Steve Kerr weighing in on political issues.
5: You know what? It hasn't saved us from is uh, him that? changing his offense at all whatsoever to match his personnel. All right, I, the I Lakers think, are I four think they were thirteen. Good the Suns. <laughs> they. they <laughs> They were good against the Suns but they were also good against the Heat. They're going to fucking lose to the Jazz. Probably. Well, no, they're not going to lose to the Jazz, but they're going to yeah. drop 3 of these 4 games they should no way.
2: win. Wait, they're going to finish 4 and 1, but unfortunately the Babs are also going to go 4 and 1. Um, I mean, they're going to be the four seed.
5: They're going to finish 2 and 2, dude. I'm calling it. The Lakers are 4 and 13 since the All-Star break, Sean. That's
2: not that great.
5: Do they <laughs> want to make the play-in?
2: I mean, all signs are pointing to no. I think maybe Russell Westbrook wants to make the plan because his teammates don't. (laughs) That, that is the only explanation for his like really improved, like, okay, to be fair, Russell Westbrook is always better at the end of the season than he is at the start of the season. Mm -hmm. But this weird, like balanced, efficient scoring, I really think is when he got mad at people saying Westbrook, he Mm -hmm. was mad at realizing he was getting thrown under the bus in like December Mm -hmm. that he was going to become the scapegoat. And I honestly think that like seeing LeBron, I'm going to say pace himself on defense. um, Maybe has a little bit of an awareness of uh, his point totals and maybe his Uh, relative place on the points per game ranking this season, Mm -hmm. I think has maybe made Russell Westbrook uh, want to make the play-in simply to make LeBron James and Anthony Davis play in that game. But everybody else on the team, not really that interested. Austin Reeves, Russell Westbrook, yes. Everybody else, mm, maybe not so much. I think well, Anthony Dwight Davis is coming less.
5: back though, Sean.
2: He's coming. He is coming back against <laughs> it. It's weird. LeBron has only three games. He needs to play three more games to qualify for the scoring title. Mm-hmm. Um looking at this advanced schedule, I'm going to predict that he plays those games on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh that's that's against
6: who are they playing on
2: Friday? It's the um
5: Aren't they playing the Jazz? On Friday?
2: No, no. The they're not playing the jazz. Oh, wait, they're no, playing, it's uh, they're playing the the pelicans. I think.
5: Yes, it's the pelicans.
2: They're playing the pelicans they on play Friday. The
5: Nuggets on Sunday. The Suns. <laughs> they play the Suns. Uh, they played the jazz yesterday. That's he's not. He's
2: yeah. The they jazz. skipped the jazz game. <laughs> they're not. He's not playing against the Suns. No. Joe. Uh,
5: they've got. He's pelicans, playing against the Thunder. Lakers, I mean, Pelicans, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Thunder, Nuggets.
2: I think he's playing against the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know he's skipping that Warriors game because it's because that that Thunder games a back to back. He is. I think playing he's playing the final Warriors two game. games of the season. You think he's playing the Warriors? I think game?
5: he's playing Warriors, Thunder, and skipping that last Nuggets game.
2: Okay, yeah. So um, he's gonna play Friday,
5: dude. He put fifty five, points six, against the Lakers. Yeah, I'm the Warriors. Right, the last right. time, he yeah. Played. There's not. He's playing that Warriors game. <laughs> Uh,
2: well, and, and, you know, it's possible that, that Draymond will sit out the game in hopes that LeBron wins the scoring. Didn't he, didn't he say that's his top priority is watching (laughs) LeBron score rather than play basketball for the Warriors? Yeah. Okay. So he's playing that Warriors game. He's going to play the Thunder game. He'll play the Pelicans game. He's taking the other ones off. Although I think he is probably behind in the scoring race because, uh, Giannis, Oh, no, Giannis is still behind him even Well,
5: he's he's going to score 50 uh, when Klay Thompson <laughs> insists on guarding him again. <laughs> I got uh, him.
2: I got him, guys. Uh... <laughs> what, do you think he's going to foul him, maybe, behind the three-point line? <laughs> yeah, there was a point when Klay Thompson committed uh, three fouls behind the three-point line uh, in, like, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and, one and one of them, of them was them also a flagrant. And a
5: replay and it got upgraded to a flagrant. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That's amazing. It was, it that was, was I was
2: at that game, Joey. Um,
5: uh, Sean, the Grizzlies, America's favorite team, uh, yeah. are 19-2 and two without John Morant.
2: Mm-hmm. Is
5: it time to trade John
2: Morant? 100%. <laughs> do it. Uh, but here's... And one more thing about the Lakers. I do think that... The NBA really wants them to be in the plan, especially because you're looking at either a San Antonio Spurs, New Orleans Pelicans nine ten game, or a Zion LeBron nine ten game. That's also not a-
5: playing.
2: I, they, he says he's, playing. Oh, yeah, he's, he's skipping, not playing. He's skipping three on three. Joey, he's down to three ten.
5: Zion is not gonna play. They're not gonna bring him back for the play in game. Get out of here.
2: I'm saying he's. I'm just saying that he's 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 saying he wants back. He, dun- he dunked on Instagram, yeah, he Joey. Dunk
5: on Instagram. What else
2: does he need?
5: <laughs>
2: um, Look, Powell's, at Pels Press says he's he's progressed past three on three. <laughs> all right, um... dude. He's down. To, he's down to three twenty five. You know what's fucking he's, crazy? He's at his playing weight. It would be he's so... probable. He's probable for the Laker game.
5: It would be so crazy if Zion <laughs> missed all the games this season and only played in the play on game, playing game they lost, which the NBA doesn't keep stats for. So it would be uh-huh. like he had a season that like it was like cuz it's like a game that doesn't exist, right? Because it doesn't count for regular season stats and it doesn't count for <laughs> playoff stats. <Right.
6: laughs>
2: uh can I, can I give you like a hot a hot scoop I found out? Sure. From a source. This is from uh Brendan Clem at Clem Brendan he is a civil engineer from UCLA, mm-hmm. class of 2024. His pronouns are he, him. And uh, today he said that he saw Zion Williamson at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was uh, doing some sort of exercise on the grass. Okay. He's ready to come back, buddy. <laughs> he's uh-huh. back. He's going to play the – he's at UCLA? Let's talk about okay, let's talk okay, about I'll a team start. I actually Sorry. like. Yeah, yeah. Uh the Memphis. Toronto Raptors. Yeah, Raptors. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We,
5: the Toronto Raptors are on fire, dude. They, they are on fire. To, no one's
2: talking about them.
5: Um they play some of the weirdest coolest lineups. They play like Joey Ball where everyone is seven feet tall and dunks. Uh, yeah, like, like, and dribbles is like a... but is not a big man. Um <laughs> it's like a
2: two K team that you would design. Yeah,
5: it's like a team of Anthony Randolphs. Um oh, oh, oh. Uh, with with Fred Van Vliet uh as the head of the snake. Uh-huh. Um
2: they are they, they are trouncing teams, yeah, explain
5: too. to our listeners what's going on with Toronto and vaccines,
2: Sean. Okay, so well, first of all, uh if you're if you're talking about Joey Ball, specifically what we're talking about is their starting lineup of Gary Trent Jr., mm-hmm. OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, and Fred Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. Now in that lineup, I'm pretty sure that Fred Van Fleet's the point guard.
5: Uh huh. But Everybody I think it's actually Scotty Barnes.
2: <laughs> it might be Scotty Barnes. <laughs> Uh, Pascal Siakam actually led the, led the team in assists too. <laughs> so I don't even know. Uh, also they've got Thaddeus Young. Did you know they had Thaddeus Young? I, did, I remembered yeah, that. I, I mean, I guess I knew that. <laughs> they but...
4: traded
5: for him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but like this team is on fire. Uh, the 10 to 2 in one of the, one of the games they lost in Overtown to the Lakers even though LeBron James tried to murder Scotty Barnes, a guy he'd been scouting since <laughs> kindergarten. <Yeah.
5: laughs>
2: and they could actually get to the four-seed. Which Why we need that to matters. happen. <laughs> Why that matters is something that has outraged the staff of OutKick Sports, including uh, and gotten our favorite— I, I think this is rough on Sam Amick, Joey— that there is a man named Sam Amico.
7: Oh, <laughs> he absolutely. He's
2: Travis's best friend. Sam Amick,
5: good. Sam Amico, bad. Just remember. Sam Amick
2: is great. Um, yeah.
5: Sam Amico, but... bad. Always <laughs> been bad. Before so... he worked for Outkick, he was bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was um... always bad. Uh, So, so, um, you can't enter Canada if you're not vaccinated, mm-hmm. which uh, some people have said is a really unfair advantage. You also can't enter the United States if you're unvaccinated, mm-hmm. by the way, just just in case you were wondering about that. Now, some teams. So
5: actually, if you're not vaccinated and you go to if you're Kyrie Irving yeah, and you go to Toronto, <laughs> they also won't let you back in the U.S. And you, you have to live in the airport like Tom Hanks in that movie.
2: Yeah, just challenging people to one-on-one. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have to beat a thousand men in one-on-one. Oh, wait, hold
5: on. We brought we uh we brought up uh this real quick. Uncle Drew's being benched. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah, Ted Cruz wants the Raptors kicked out of the league, and so mm-hmm. does Sam Amico. Um, but but functionally, what this means is that if they can get to four, which is a very likely possibility, like mm-hmm. basically they need to beat the Sixers in Toronto because um, when asked about this, the Celtics and the Sixers are apparently not fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Now, we could probably figure this out with a little bit of research, but I don't care. But specifically, Al Horford would not mm-hmm. say that he is vaccinated. And he he made a weird answer that was actually more damning than him just saying, I'm not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um
5: you know what, uh, Sean? I actually just looked it up. Uh, there's uh-huh. a quote from Justin Trudeau, the Prime uh-huh. Minister of Canada. He was wearing blackface. Oh, and okay. uh, he had this to say: "Uncle Drew's being benched." Whoa! Um, all right.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so they have home COVID advantage basically, and specifically, oh, it would just be it would be amazing if the Sixers had to come to Toronto, and uh, we we find out that it's like. I mean, I have no idea who it's going to be, but it's somebody. It's important yeah, we people. Need, we need. And it's Al Horford. For... Yeah,
7: and it's yeah. Al <laughs> Horford.
2: His sister is going to be so mad at us. Um... Luckily, you can only get four star reviews.
5: All right, Sean, I think that's it for news. Do any other seating things you want? Oh, I uh... just,
2: I just, I think I've, I've come around to you. I, I teased this a little bit. I think the Bucks are going to win the East now, mm-hmm. as you predicted before. Like they, uh, I always like forget that Giannis is the best player in the league. And then I'm like, oh, right. Giannis is the best player in the league. Yeah. Uh, He also became the franchise's leading scorer. By the way, the Nets blew this game. Because uh, they couldn't uh, block out Wes Matthews on a rebound, basically.
5: Well, Wes Matthews always does cool shit around this time of the year. They have some, uh, like,
2: weird... Yeah, I, I don't know. Wes even...
5: Matthews, funny guy, because uh, he's, like, 10,000 years old at this point. Uh, he's mm-hmm. always, like, the 15th man on these championship teams... And then in the first round, he scores like thirty points and gets like a huge rebound or something.
2: I don't think he has like I think he only has like one ACL and one Achilles tendon at this. He's point, awesome. You know? Love Wes yeah, Matthews. Yeah, he rules. Wish um, the
5: Warriors would sign West Matthews. One of these years. Anyway, all that's right. what,
2: that's what I think it's going to end. But also, Joey, I wanted to just tell you that um, Giannis became the Bucks all time. Uh, the he was there. He was their all time mm-hmm. franchise. Uh, Leading scorer, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to quiz you very quickly on the Bucks. Well, no, I I guess I I guess we should do the Bucks. I was going to do a different team, but you're right; it should be the Bucks. No, no, I was going to do the New Orleans Pelicans.
5: (sighs) Okay, see if
2: you could name their top ten scoring leaders. Okay,
5: but do the okay? So, uh, what constitutes the Pelicans? Like, do the Hornets or the Bobcats, you know what I mean?
2: Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me look at the franchise index. Hold on. It means it is from 2002 on. Okay. So it is the New Orleans Hornets. Mm -hmm. um, Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, from 2002 on, yeah.
5: David West, question mark?
2: Uh, David, West. Long mm, David West is definitely on this list. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> let me let me go back to this page. D- he's not number one, but uh uh-huh. David West is he is number two, Joey. Okay. All
5: 8,690 right.
2: 8,690 points. The number two scorer in New Orleans Pelicans history. Chris Paul. Chris Paul is number three.
5: Uh huh. Anthony Davis.
2: He's number one. Yeah. yeah Eleven thousand.
5: All right, this is where it's going to get hard.
2: It's going to get a little difficult here.
5: Is Brandon Ingram somehow already on this list?
2: He is fifth.
5: Yeah,
2: <laughs> all right. He's okay. also like pretty significantly ahead of number six, but well uh-huh. behind number four.
5: Is David Wesley on this list?
2: David Wesley is not on okay. this list.
5: Right. Just making sure. <laughs> oh, you said 2002, so Yeah,
2: he's... Happen. Yeah, right. yeah.
5: If it was 1999... Oh, uh, he would have been on this list. All right. Uh, oh, is Drew Holiday on this list?
2: He's number four.
5: OK, so I have one. You have five. the top
2: five. That's pretty good.
5: Boogie Cousins on this list.
2: He is not. He was, he was <laughs> not quite on the team. I have a feeling he's on some of the rate stat ones. Uh, uh, I yeah. can look right <laughs> I now. Want but...
5: I don't want you to look. This is we've already gone pretty long. He's
2: 10th in effective field goal. <laughs>
5: well. Um. I'm sure there's like some names I'm really forgetting from that Chris Paul team. Um, like who was their third guy? I guess it was probably Tyson Chandler, right?
6: Uh, he's not. He's
2: on not the
5: list. on the list though, obviously. Cause the Sixth in only...
2: personal fouls. But...
5: <laughs> um. All right, start giving me some hints here, Sean.
2: Okay. Uh, one guy. I would even, I don't even associate him with this team necessarily. Mm-hmm. Number six, uh, there are two other franchises. He's managed to spend most of his career in the Southern United States.
5: Okay.
2: And uh, uh, a little injury prone, and he made a very bad buyout decision uh, a couple of years ago with a certain team. Um, oh, and he he feuded with our friend Brooke Lopez at one point over something very silly.
5: I had a bad buyout decision. Yeah, that doesn't help me at all because I'm just like, Monte Yunis? Eunice.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, he spent the first like three or four years of his career in the Eastern Conference and then the rest of it in the West.
5: What what are his basketball reference nicknames?
2: Oh, good, good, great question. His basketball reference nicknames are: he does not have any nicknames. <laughs> what position which does is he kind play? Of appropriate. He is a, a power forward and a center. He is a shooter.
5: Oh, is it Ryan Anderson? It's Ryan Anderson. That is He's crazy. number six. That is psychopath. Psychopathic. Also, your your hint there was confusing because I weirdly think of him as a net slash magic. Well, that's um. the thing. That's what I was saying.
2: Like he's, it's weird. He's probably spent more time in New Orleans than anything else. And I think of him as a rocket. Uh-huh. Um, uh, this other guy, uh, let's just say there's a certain kind of bar honky tonk bar entertainment. Uh, that John Travolta focused on in a famous 1980 movie that this guy recently showed his enthusiasm for in a viral video. Oh,
5: Eric Gordon, of
2: course. It's Eric Gordon. Yeah, He's yeah, number yeah. seven. Wait, he wait, loves Hold vegetables. on. Hold on.
5: <laughs> um, where is it? Where did I put that? It is... I really got to name these better. Well, I don't have it, apparently. Um, too bad. Sorry. Right. No Let's Ride from Eric Gordon. Oh wait, uh, hold on, it, I called it Let's Ride Let's Ride um, Also, <laughs> I forgot we were uh, talking about the Lakers
7: What's up Lakers fans, Coach Frank Vogel here
5: And we did mention Bill Simmons' name, hold on one second
3: I
7: believe the defending
3: NBA champ should wear championship belts to every game
7: I believe that is a genius, it's just that he knows it And that's the problem I believe we should ban the DH, long putters, extra points, the NIT, and pickoff throws. You really want to know what I believe? I believe in the four-point line. I believe soup
3: is the perfect food. I-
5: I uh, missed the, I got to cut just the soup part there, (laughs) because I have to guess every time where the soup part is. And normally I know, but I missed it that time. All right.
2: (laughs) Uh, Okay, this next guy, his basketball reference nickname is Big Cat. I've never heard him referred to as this. He would be higher on this list if his two seasons in Charlotte also counted. Uh, The other teams he's played for in order are the New Jersey Nets, where he debuted as a 24-year-old. He played for the Miami Heat. He then played for the Chicago Bulls and the Boston Celtics in the final year of his career.
5: I have no idea who this
2: is. Uh, He is a power forward slash center. What year was he
5: drafted? (laughs)
2: He was not drafted, but okay. he debuted in nineteen ninety three. His final year was two thousand eight. Well, seven eight.
5: Oh, uh, P.J. Brown.
2: That's no. correct. Oh my that's god, correct. that's
5: crazy.
2: Uh, <laughs> number nine. Number nine is absolutely a guy you will not associate <laughs> with this franchise. Uh, you, he's, let me see if, let me see what his basketball reference nicknames are. He does not have a, a basketball reference nickname. He is known for the same town as Sam Amick, I would say, as is number 10 on the, I associate nine and 10 with Sacramento.
5: Peja Stoyakovic.
2: He is number nine.
5: Oh, that's crazy.
2: Can you get number 10?
5: H- what I about, also,
2: well, I well, also feel like he's.
5: What about he, number 10?
2: Uh, he's also hits? associated with Sacramento. Okay. He almost became a Golden State Warrior this year. And his basketball reference nickname is either Too Easy or Wreak Havoc.
5: He almost became a Golden State Warrior this year? Yeah. And he's a
2: king? He, I would say he's he's traditionally a king, Yeah. <laughs> And his nicknames are Too Easy and Reek Havoc. I have
5: no idea who this okay, is. Okay, his
2: name is Reek Havoc.
5: Oh, Tyreek Evans.
2: Tyreek Evans is number I 10, I don't
5: remember, I gotta be honest, I don't remember Tyreek Evans being a, a pelican at all.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's they made a lot of like very questionable moves that did not work out right after they got Anthony Davis.
5: Um, wow, what a crazy list. <laughs>
2: That was that's the idea
5: <laughs> um Sean are we done talking about basketball? I think we are. Um do you want to do the thing we had planned or do we want to save it for next
2: week? I think we should actually save it because we've gone I kind of far. So Can we do one final thing if we're not yes. going to do that other thing? Yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about the teammate of the year award really Okay, quickly. let's do it. I I had some fun writing about this for Golden State of Mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced the finalists for Teammate of the Year. Mm-hmm. Joey, did you know that was an award before I now? I
5: did not
2: know. <laughs> I didn't either. Uh, they're ten years in. Last year's winner was Damian Lillard. Remember earlier in the podcast when I talked about a player that uh the league sometimes made up fake awards for? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I was talking about. Yeah. A bubble MVP, a teammate of the year award. <laughs> uh, they announced the twelve finalists. I'm going to and...
5: say teammate of the year feels like name this award. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
2: Well, they have a name for it. Actually. It's the, it's the Twyman Stokes teammate of the year, but it's like a, so I saw that and I'm like, Oh, it's sponsored by some kind of accounting firm. And actually it is about these two teammates, Jack Twyman and Maurice Stokes. And it's like a nice, but terrible story
7: mm-hmm.
2: where, uh, Maurice Stokes, uh, suffered like a traumatic brain injury while he was playing, and then his teammate became his legal guardian and like advocated for him. That
5: rocks! Great story. I mean, yeah, it's sad, it is a good but story. That's...
2: but it but it also makes it sound like like an accounting firm is sponsoring it. But <laughs> but good, you know what? Props to Jack Twyman. But R.I.P. You know what, Maurice Stokes. What I that's much say... night. I like that they did it though.
5: No, but what I will say is, see, I disagree. Twyman Stokes to me like. I would have guessed was like the name of like a barn the first barn burner or uh like uh Harlem Globe Trotter. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. like like a 1910s uh first black guy to play basketball name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it yeah.
2: is t- it is two last names. I yeah. think I think it I think it's a Caucasian man and a black man. too. So that yeah, stance I don't know why I didn't just say white there. Um I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, Okay, so the teammate of the year finalists are out. I gave this a lot of thought, um, but let me just read them real quickly. Um, Your teammate of the year finalists are Demar Derozan of the Bulls,
5: great teammate. Rudy Gay, great teammate. Seems like a great teammate.
2: Yeah, Rudy Gay of the Jazz. Jeff Green of the Denver Nuggets.
5: Sure. Uh, Udonis
2: Haslam of uh, the Miami Heat was fighting Real, a
5: guy on the bench yeah, earlier me, this week. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, Drew Holiday actually won the award two years ago of the Bucks. Seems like uh, a great teammate. Uh, Andre Iguodala of the of the Golden State Warriors.
5: Oh, uh, sure. I seems think it's a pretty like good, good pretty good teammate.
2: Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Memphis sure. Grizzlies. Uh, Kevin Love of the Cavaliers.
5: Okay, this is like...
2: <laughs> okay,
5: nominating Kevin Love for this award is like, hey, congrats, buddy. You didn't throw the ball as hard as you could at an 18-year-old this year. Yeah, I think uh, he could
2: be the comeback teammate of the year, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. not an award. <laughs> um... Boban Marjanovic.
5: That's who should win this award every year, right? Uh,
2: kind of, yeah. Uh, Chris <laughs> Paul of the Phoenix Suns. Oh, okay. That a right. little That's... too mean to his teammates. <laughs> again, again, two people on this list. Well, three, I would say, actively mean to their teammates or fighting their teammates.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, your, your last two are Fred Van Vliet of the Raptors.
7: Seems like a
5: great teammate.
2: And Grant Williams of the Celtics.
5: Uh, They love giving awards to nerds.
2: Yeah. Uh, Um, So so let me me just tell you. One thing. This
5: kind of award in every sport always goes to a nerd, and Grant Williams is a nerd, so sure.
2: Yeah. Uh. (laughs) So other winners of this award have included Tim Duncan, Mm -hmm. Vince Carter. Nerd. um, Dirk Nowitzki. Nerd. German, uh, Chauncey (laughs) Billups.
5: Not a nerd.
2: But... He he won it in a year where he played, like, 20 games for the Clippers. So he was the inaugural winner of Mm -hmm. this award.
5: So they invented it to give Chauncey an award. That sounds right. Well,
2: it often goes to, like, one of the oldest players in the Uh league, too. So, like, Dirk won him when he was, like, 38. I think Vince Carter was 38. Vince
5: Carter probably won it that year he built that, uh that room for that guy in his house. I thought
2: so, but it was actually the year before. <laughs>
5: okay. Well, then uh, it went to his head and he started building rooms.
2: He's like, I, I gotta, house. I gotta repeat his teammate of the year. <laughs> it's actually crazy because I think they gave it to him because they thought he was going to retire. And then he played four more years. <laughs> <laughs>
7: um.
2: So just analyzing this list, first of all, uh, the youngest winner of this award was, was Drew Steve. Holiday. Okay. And he was like 29. All right. Uh, yeah, Dame Dame was a little bit older. Um, so I think you can just eliminate Grant Williams and Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. No no judgment about their teammateness, ness but mm-hmm. this, it, the award's not for you. Yeah. Um, I also would eliminate DeMar DeRozan and Chris Paul, not just because Chris Paul's really mean, but, like, this is, again, an award for people who are not going to get other awards. Like, mm-hmm. literally... Dame Lillard is
5: see I was the only say, one who
2: was like, Yeah, go ahead.
5: I sort of think DeMar might be the favorite for this. Well, they
3: want to
2: give him something. I'm just so of the players who have been uh, teammates of the year before, um Lillard is the only oh sorry, um I believe Tim Duncan received one. MVP vote for like eighth place in sure. twenty fifteen. Other than that, these are these are people that are out. So the other winners are Jamal Crawford and Shane Battier. Oh, and Mike Conley won in twenty nineteen. So I kind I mean so I I think there are two clear favorites, I will say. Um
5: uh Udannis Haslan.
2: <laughs> <Is> he... <laughs> well, I mean, he is the oldest player yeah. in the NBA <laughs> and Andre second. but I just I think him trying to fight his teammate might lose him this trophy. I mean
5: I, don't you think it's going to Andre because Andre's going to retire?
2: Well, I think Andre is a strong candidate, but i I actually think I think Rudy Gay is out because um his teammates don't like each other. Mm-hmm. And Jerusalems won. um Kevin Love can't win. i mean he just he just can't like like come on um i think it's gonna be jeff green
5: it's just so weird like jeff green is like a mercenary you know what i mean
2: but like i i agree but most of these guys end up going to a new team the next year weirdly (laughs) enough or retiring and i also think so so the original vote is uh there's there's like a who panel votes of execs for this? it's a panel of executives okay. who nominate and then all the players in the nba and i looked on real gm and jeff green has so many teammates it won't <laughs> even display them all it maxes out at 200 and you still get guys who are still like it cuts off as the guys who are play- who have played seven games.
5: Rudy with- Gay is also super popular.
2: Yeah, yeah. Je- so Rudy- it's going to be one of those
5: two guys, right? I think
2: it's going to be one of those two guys. It could be Iguodala.
5: I don't think... But, like, a whole, the entire Grizzlies team won't vote for
2: Yes, but they'll all vote for Jaron Jackson Jr., too. Right,
5: that's true. <laughs> that's, so that's like throwing your vote away. But I think Jeff Green...
2: Um, Jeff Green just has the most teammates, and I've never heard like a negative thing like
4: mm-hmm.
2: like just I don't know I th- I thought it was going to be Jeff Green. Boban has a shot but I also kind of think that they're not going to give it to a uh I mean Dirk won.
5: Uh, here's what I think I yeah. think Boban should stop signing contracts and I think <laughs> what should happen is every year huh Boban is just awarded to a franchise. Yeah.
2: That needs um, him the most.
5: Yes, exactly. He's like
2: Mary Poppins. Yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> Boban is the Mary Poppins of the NBA. So Boban should be a king next year. Like, just throw those fans bone to have, like, a really yeah. delightful guy.
2: And, like, maybe he'll help him get it together a little bit.
5: <laughs> I mean, the basketball with Boban is, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like... He is better than the novelty you would think he was. I feel yeah. like,
2: yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I'll, you bring him in and you're like, he just scored twelve points, points in a in quarter.
5: Like two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> um,
2: I've seen him break a rim at a game and it was yeah. tremendous.
5: But but he's a vibes. It's a vibes thing with Boban for the yeah. fans. He's for the fans. And I, I really think Boban think...
2: is the teammate of the year. And if there was a, but it is a single season award because otherwise, I mean, who? Joey, if you had to award just like a career teammate of the year to an active player. I think I think there's an easy answer.
5: Career teammate of the year.
2: Well, I mean just like of the guys in the NBA who's been like who if if you're not just judging by this season, who do you think is the best teammate just in the league? I have I have one guy in mind, but he's not on this list. Who? You go. Ricky Rubio.
5: Yeah. I mean I get I get what you're where you're going there for yeah. sure, but um,
2: on on this list, I think the best teammate is not knocking Andre, who I think is a really good teammate. I think Drew Holiday could probably win this award every mm-hmm. year.
5: Yeah, I think Rudy Gay is also a really good teammate. I mean, they no, like brought Gay, him yeah. in. The Jazz like specifically signed him, hoping he would stop them from fighting. Right? Yeah.
2: Well, I think I think he stopped a lot of them from fighting. <laughs> uh,
5: I, but I honestly, I think DeMar DeRozan might be the best teammate in the NBA. Actually, I
2: would love to see him win this. Honestly, I
5: love DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, me um, too.
2: I pretty much like every guy on this list, with except two King exceptions: Chris Paul. I mean, and actually I've come around on Chris Paul even, but, uh, and and Grant Williams, like, I just wish he wasn't on the Celtics, but yeah, this is a good list, man. Never forget Grant Williams' biography
5: is insane. Do you remember Grant Grant Williams' parents are? Grant Williams' dad was Prince's bodyguard. What? And his mom worked for NASA.
2: Okay, I didn't know either of those things. Holy shit! Well, the thing is, he's too young. But I, I am, I am very confident that Grant Williams is a future teammate of the year.
5: Uh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely.
2: He would win the most improved teammate award, and people would be like, "He's in his third year. Come on, man." Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, Grant Williams' dad was Prince's bodyguard, and his mom worked for NASA.
2: So here, you know what? I think they got to expand the field. I want a most improved teammate. Mm-hmm. I want uh, I want a comeback teammate of the year, and maybe even like a defensive teammate of the year, who's mm-hmm. just like the guy who breaks up the most fights. It's a purely stat-driven award.
5: Other thing about Grant Williams, uh, he turned down offers <laughs> from Harvard and Yale to go to Tennessee.
2: Hell yeah. Oh my and God. got his
5: degree there in business in three years.
2: Dude, this guy rules, Joey. Yeah, uh, no,
5: Williams is cool, dude.
2: Yeah, he's cool uh, as hell. Ah, <laughs> uh, please let me hate the Celtics team more. <laughs> Why?
5: They, all, they even did cool Schroeder. Dude. Yeah.
2: I love uh, Jalen Brown. Uh,
5: I like Ime Odoka. Uh, you know, the
2: thing the thing that'll keep me hating them is if Duke wins the national title, and then I'll be like,
5: I'm out on Tatum forever. <laughs> Um, all right, Sean, that's our episode. Yeah, that's the episode. Um, where can people read your writing or see you do stand-up?
2: Okay, I will be uh, headlining a show called Critical Hit at It's Your Moves Games in Oakland on Saturday, April 2nd. That's not an April Fool's joke. I'm really going to be there. The show's at 8 o'clock. should be really fun. Uh, it's a fun venue. Good. Good kids run that show. Joey, mm-hmm. and uh, you can read me at Golden State of Mind, where I'm writing about. I wrote about teammate of the year. Um, I'll be writing about Kevin Durant's feelings about uh the Warriors, and I'll have a piece up when you see this episode about um who every Western Conference team, uh, which guy on the Warriors they hate the most. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, there's a there's a name that shows up more than others. Okay. I think you can guess what name that is, Joey. Um, you is can go ahead and guess. Patrick Beverly? It's not, no, 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 no. It's which guy on the Warriors is the most hated in those cities. Oh, it's Draymond Green. Yeah, it's Draymond Green. Yeah. Most, most of those places.
5: Um. All right. And then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter, at Frankie Muniz. Oh, we on oh, March yeah. 29th. I tweeted, can you die from not sleeping? I'll let you guys know. <laughs>
6: That's.
2: A, I don't know why that one feels so dark to me. <laughs>
5: Uh, Sean, did you write <laughs> a song?
2: I didn't write a song this week, that's Joey.
5: Good. We like when you take breaks.
2: I had a, you know, I had a, I do have a banger in the works, a, a heavily requested song mm-hmm. will be coming out during the next episode. Um, but I want to, I want to replay one that's, um... It's it's a classic. It I mentioned the movie Urban Cowboy earlier in the episode. This you song's did. called Luca for Love in all the wrong places.
5: Great. Uh, that's playing under us. Uh, trust the process.
2: Trust the process.
5: And uh, shut it down. Who will win the teammate of
4: the
6: year? <laughs> I spent a lifetime looking for a Dirk. Pocket tease, reality shows, and porno at work. Then I found a young Slovenian. But I think we're headed for the lottery again. I have been looking for Donchich with all the wrong pieces. Trying for stars and settling for feces Subject to Mr. Wonderful's caprices I need a gin and tonic Hoping that Dallas gets Mav's fever Even though we're starting Maxi Cleaver Another brain fart Luca for Dungage I traded the Black Falcon to open cap space. Then I pissed off everyone by talking about race. My behavior towards women is truly foul. And somehow we're locked into three more years of Dwight Powell. I was looking for Donchitz, but I'm a real dingus Gotta hope that he bonds with because I'm optimistic, but the thing is He might go to jail Desperate to make this team a contender I may have hired another sex offender Like a benefactor It's an epic fail we just got Seth Curry, that was tragic. Why didn't we trade for Goron Dredge? Cause we're looking for dungeons, but we won't be winning. I think it's karma for all of my sinning. Relying hard on Dorian Finney. Smith, oh God, we're the 10th Broadcast.com. Was nothing but a huge grip. I'm watching this rebuild like it's my facelift. We had thirty mil and didn't fill our needs. I have been looking for donuts with all the wrong pieces, trying for stars and settling feces. Hold
0: up.